Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a podcast discussing all things mystery, thriller, sci-fi, horror, and crime fiction. I'm Lee. I'm Eddie. This is season five, episode five. It's on. Whoa, five five. Five five. Great to be alive. Five five twenty-five. <laughs> what is that? Five times five is twenty-five. Oh, alright, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright, well, you know, I guess you're showing off uh, my lack of fundamental arithmetic skills. Yeah, some of us blitz through grade one. Alright? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Shots fired, everyone. Uh what today will we be talking about? Okay, we're gonna be talking about the Netflix show. Slasher. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Better Sister by Alifair Burke. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about, you know, the genre crime versus the genre, I'm going to call it murdering. Okay, so Netflix, is it a Netflix special? So I think it's a Netflix show. Yeah. Um, and They're bringing was... out some really good content. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's some really good stuff on there. Always be my maybe. Not really our genre, but... Uh... I feel like that portrait of Keanu Reeves was a crime. Yeah, people <laughs> was, seem to love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, I finally watched Get Out. We'll talk about that later mm-hmm. uh, in an, in another episode. Yeah, there's just some really good stuff on there. Constant content. My big problem is that I wish that the Netflix in Australia um, had CSI. Because mm. for me, A, there's like a million seasons and I love procedural crime shows. Uh, and B, I just... I love wasting my time. <laughs> See, you just want it. <laughs> I just want it. Netflix Australia, if you're listening, give me a call. I'll be your I'll be your crime content curator. Step it up, Netflix. <laughs> that should have full circle from hey Netflix is doing good. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like they're doing good, but you know what they could be doing better. <laughs> Alright, slasher. Slasher. Alright, so it's um an anthology horror series. So each season is like one story. Mm-hmm. So there's three seasons. Um, imagine if I'd written down what they were called. That'd be great. It'd be is, really professional. Is this like American Horror Story where it's the same actors but they're doing a different, a totally different thing? Oh my god, yes it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it has not all the same actors, but like, yeah, a lot of the same actors. There's this one woman who, um, her like specialty seems to be um, crazy lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just like, her thing is like, not okay lesbian. Which I'm like, yeah, that really resonates for me. <laughs> the first season is, there's been like a murder. The murder uh, was like solved. The murder was caught. It was a couple was murdered and he like, um, this is horrible guys. Uh, he like pulled the baby out of the pregnant mum. There's a word for that. Oh yeah, like there's like a whole thing. Like, like I was watching a true crime thing about people stealing babies from pregnant women. Like they murder pregnant women and then steal the baby. Anyway, so it was one of those. It's very sad. I've watched a few of them, like documentaries where it's it's generally like quite unwell women that want to like take the baby and raise it as their baby. Yeah, yeah. Fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. There was a story in the news not too long ago about this like woman in her twenties that, yeah, kind of cottoned on and searched down her history and realized that she was the baby that had been taken. Oh my god, oh, that's so intense. I imagine. Know. Because like imagine you've been raised by this person and that yeah. they'd done an okay job despite how they had come to acquire you. Mm-mm. But you still kind of love them. Yeah, fully. That yeah. That's that's uh I think hectic. that it, I think that it like really 
I'm going to do a number on you. You might need some therapy sessions. Just like a couple. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> like maybe one or two. Just one big one, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is like what's going on. Um, and then it cuts to 30 years later. And she is coming back to her hometown. Wait, so there was two, a man and a woman in a murder. Yeah. And then the, the person who murdered them yeah. took the baby from the woman's stomach. Yeah, and then he was immediately caught. Okay, where was the baby? He was holding her. Okay. Right. He was like hold like cradling her. It's yeah. really creepy. Are you gonna give away No 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 Alright. This is this is literally opening. Okay. okay. Like there is nothing in this that I'm 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 destroyed. And then so thirty years later it cuts to her, the baby, coming back with her husband. She's coming back to her hometown to live in that house. And she wants to discover what happened, why this guy did this. And then the murders begin. What do you think about that idea of going back to live in that house? Like if your friend said that they were gonna go do that, what would you say? I'd be like, babe, don't live in that murder house. Sell the murder house to some creepy people who want to run a Halloween bread, bed and breakfast. Yeah. Move on with your life. Have one big therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> Could even be a phone session. Right? Yeah, just like call in. <laughs> I, I, if it was my friend, I'd be like, mate, I just don't think, like, I don't understand, like, the, I don't think it's a great idea for you as someone yeah. that cares about you. Yeah. I don't right. think you should go and live in the house that your yeah. parents were murdered in. Fully. Anyway, so she does that, and then the murders begin. Is like, the, and and it, that's what the series is. So each season is eight episodes. So that's that one. No, because I've seen this on Netflix, but I avoided it because right. of the term slasher. I thought that it was like, well, you know, slasher fiction. I'm thinking like Scream, one, two, three. I mean, it is very much that. I, yeah. I guess I don't really love that, but this sounds like quite enticing in a creepy way. It's quite creepy. Yeah. The thing is, the original murderer is in jail. They hundred yeah. percent know that the original murderer is in jail, cannot be doing this. Could he just have been planted with the baby? Who knows? Okay. See, this is the mystery, okay. right? right? Okay. Uh, the second one is, and, and I feel like there's such iconic, like, I know what you did last summer type things. Like, in fact, the second one is in is basically, I know what you did last summer. So the second one is a bunch of camp counselors for like a summer camp uh, return to the place of their summer camp in the wintertime. So it's like snowed in. It's these camp counselors. It's been five years since they were camp counselors. They come back to this summer camp, which is now winter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a summer camp anymore. It's like a hippie retreat. Ah. And we're like, why are they there? Turns out they murdered another camp counselor <sighs> five years ago. This all sounds so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like development happening, like the hippie commune is selling part of the land and the part where they hid the body, that's, that's what's being developed. It's like people show up when they, people start to mess with the land. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they've come back. They want to move the body. They open up the big stack of rocks where they hid the body. Guess what? A note saying, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> no body. Oh. Body is gone. Um, and then... And I don't know if you have noticed a pattern here. The murders start. <laughs> oh, I was watching um, Chernobyl the other day. Uh -huh. And I guess one of the main themes is like how much people can just deny what's actually happening. Yeah. And I was thinking like, you know, I, I know that psychologically, you know, when something really bad happens and like, you're just like, oh, well, it's may maybe not that bad. <laughs> and I just imagine like, if I like went back to open up the murder spot where the body was meant to be and it wasn't there, I would be like, Oh, it's probably just dissolved, bones and all. <laughs> like, I just tried to... Th 
think of a reason why that had happened. I'm literally trying to picture you ever murdering anyone, and it's just not happening. Oh, uh, I, t- I sometimes I have dreams that are like somehow someone's died and it's my fault, and then I'm just like, well, great. What now? <laughs> <laughs> And that's the horror dream. Yeah, I love that even in your dream, A, it's an accident, and B, you're like, well, I guess I'm going to jail. I guess I'm going to prison. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you're just that wholesome. Um, so, yeah, there's that one. Yeah. And then the third one is there's this like party bisexual. He's like, da, 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 I love being a party bisexual. Did you say he? Yeah. I feel like that never gets airtime. Yeah, it never gets airtime. And guess what? what? He's the one who gets murdered. So oh. it's not that great. Well, he was either going to be the murdered or the murderer. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Says gay yeah. trope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's, he's drunk as nobody's business. Uh, and he he's like walking home to his apartment building. He gets nearly all the way there. And then he gets chased by this like masked scary guy uh who stabs him a whole bunch and he like escapes and he runs through his entire apartment building like knocking on doors trying to get help nobody helps him i think that one's based on a a, yeah that um true story which turned out not to be very true like a lot of people called the police with that that true story apparently Mm. yeah they use it in psych a lot that story a way to talk about People trying to avoid being involved in things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people either don't realize it's happening, do realize it's happening and are scared or all sorts of things. Well, think that someone else is going to take care of it. Think that someone else is going to take care of it. So anyway, he's basically, he's being murdered in his apartment building. Everyone knows it's happening. He runs out the front. He's like nearly made it out. And then he gets hit by a car driven by someone from his apartment building. Okay, it just has to be a comment on how we're all living squashed in, like, into apartments, but none of us know each other. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. I don't really know my neighbours. Yeah. I know my upstairs neighbour. Uh, she's very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> she sometimes has her, like, grandchildren over, and then we just get a weekend of, like, doof, 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 <laughs> on the ceiling. Um, and she's got a really cute cat who sits on the balustrade and, like, looks down at us. Aww. It's really cute, yeah. If that's not community, I don't know what it is. <laughs> See ya if you're listening. I guess now you know where I live. <laughs> Flash other, so he got stabbed to death. I hear yeah. that knife crime yeah. in that regard is personal. Did he know the killer? Well, this one, this person doesn't get caught straight away. So it goes to a year later. Everyone's like on edge because it's the anniversary of this murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and I don't know if you're sensing a theme here. The, murder. the murders begin. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of the theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, first of all, my main things that I got to say is the first two seasons. So season one and season two feature a side dish of really quite nasty sexual assault. The third one doesn't. Right. And I was really like the second one, especially I was really shocked. I was like, wow, this is really unnecessary and it's really horrible. Um, which I think is like a thing that people just kind of throw in. Yeah, I think it's like this gratuitous, like make it more scary yeah, or more, yeah, more awful, yeah. more graphic, yeah. more horrible. Yeah. So I would say that that's my like caveat mm-hmm. for like rating this. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's, a, it's other than that, it's kind of a romp. Like, you know, you've got your really classic, really gruesome, gross, like, you know, like someone gets like killed with like a, 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 a giant drill, like a giant right. drill, you know, like. I think of that kind of horror gore as camp. Yeah, like no. It's, yeah, it's so and, over the top. And I think yeah. it really is. Like, I think there's so many moments of it where you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> what? 
Uh, there are definitely moments when it's like horrifyingly real. Yeah, so I'd say like a lot of it is like this kind of real fun of like trying to figure out which of the people, because it's a closed cast usually. So usually you've got maybe 20 people from whom to kind of figure out who the murderer is. And it's never just like, oh, it was Greg down the road who you never met. Like mm. it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good proper you can guess it. And I did guess it, mm, I'm gonna say like, Two of them I guessed, one of them I didn't. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good, like I really enjoyed it. But one thing that I have to say is, so the it, it's funded by a Canadian uh, film council. So all of, like, it, it all happens in Canada. And I'm just like, I don't know that many, especially like white Canadians, uh, which is, it's mostly white Canadians. Like it's not all white Canadians, but it, and, and I'm like, oh, I don't know that many white Canadians. So I just have this kind of like, image of them from TV, mm. which is often very narrated by the US, where they kind of think of them as these like cute people who would like never harm anyone. So I'm like, Canadians don't do that. Well, if you're Canadian and you do do that, write in, <laughs> <laughs> let With us know. Confess to some crimes. <laughs> but the other thing that I think is so interesting about a TV series that is this level of slasher. So in a film, you sit down and you're in this world. You sit down, you're like, yes, People get murdered in this world in gruesome, brutal ways. Murderers suddenly appear places that they physically could not have got to, that kind of thing. And you kind of suspend disbelief somewhat. Yeah. I think the big thing about a series, so they're eight episodes long. Each episode's about mm, 40 minutes, maybe an hour, I forget. Um, if you stop and you get up for a cup of tea and you like stretch your legs and you like go about your day and then you come back to it, you almost like pull yourself out of this world mm -hmm. and then you sit down again and they're like, and then someone gets murdered with a giant drill. And you're like, really? <laughs> like who's doing all this murdering? Come on. But if you'd been there for the whole ride, you'd be like, yes, the giant drill's back. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I just kept like leaving that world and then coming back and being like, I just don't think this like series of revenge murders is that reasonable. <laughs> I love a binge. Like, I like to sit down and watch the whole damn thing. Me too. I mean, it's not always feasible <laughs> with, like, commitments and whatnot, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, you get that call from from your boss being like, you haven't come in in weeks. Like, <laughs> where are you? It's like, Twin Peaks is nearly done. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'd say Slasher, um, overall, uh, I'd give it four... Uh, oversized kitchen knives out of five. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's got, it's got guessability. It's got gratuitous violence. I think it's definitely got elements, like, like I was saying about the sexual assault. Like, I just don't think, you know, first two seasons, if that's something that you just can't watch or you don't want to watch, like, that's 100% fair. Don't do it. Uh, but last season, it, it's really just interesting though because they do have that kind of stuff where they're like, mm, the sexy bisexual, he's been stabbed! <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, ooh, this like girl who's like really into being internet famous, what a vain jello bitch, stabbed! <laughs> you know, like there's just this like, these weird moments where they kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's kind of Do you question great. the moral center? <laughs> <laughs> I question the moral center of watching them, to be honest. I'm going to go for one big therapy session after this. Alright, so Alifair Burke. The better sister. Oh my 
god, it's so good. Amazing. I posted about it on our social media a little while ago. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which I should do more of, I just forget to. Yeah. Um, so I picked up this book. Let me lay the scene, right? Well, can I just say, were you like, wow, this really resonates with me because I am married to the better sister. I knew you'd come to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was ding, like, ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, no, so, you know, I think it's Miranda Priestley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, Meryl Devil, Streep. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah, so then yeah. It, yeah, so, and that's based on the woman that is Vogue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? She's got like the big glasses. And the bob. Oh, Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. Similar kind of setup. You've got this main character. She's always been this high-achieving, um, magazine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wheeling, professional, feminist woman at the top of this magazine. Uh-huh. Like, and she's like been on Alan. Like, she's mad famous in this world. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So it's a it's a biography of me. It's. A- <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? So she's married to this beautiful guy. He's really handsome and like he's not as successful as her, but um, that's okay, essentially. Yeah, yeah, so she has this perfect life. They have this kid called Ethan. So Uh we kind of figure out early on that it's not her like um, biological son, it's like a stepson, but Mm -hmm. she raises him as her son. Yeah. Uh, He's like 15. They're this little family unit, so they're very busy. They've got a lot going on, as you can imagine. It's a a very stressful job being the head of a giant magazine. Agreed. Uh, and so I would know she comes out home one day her husband's been brutally murdered oh shit oh so bad so we find out that she has this other sister this older sister right who was actually Ethan the kid's biological mother oh dang yeah so she's not doing so like she wasn't doing so well when Ethan was a little kid and she was actually married to the husband that just got murdered what yes hold on hold on okay record scratch sound just so that I can get this straight in my head. Yeah. So Miranda Priestley. Yeah. She's married to this guy. Yeah. And his son is her stepson. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, what had happened was her sister was married to this guy, had a kid with him. Yeah. And then Miranda Priestley steps into the scene, adopts the kid and the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the first marriage broke up because uh, mum was so unwell. Nikki, right. so that's Nikki, that character. Okay. And they ended up separating, and I won't get into it because they unpack it in the book, but right. it wasn't like she just went and hooked up with him straight away. It was like this natural evolution. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. But, sure, like, sure. I would say uh, complicated family Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point, at that point, I feel like you got to be like, guys, um, <clears throat> we're actually atheists now. We don't do Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but so the complicated thing is... That Nikki still has the rights over her kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I was going to say ownership, but that's not the right word. What am <laughs> I looking for? Custody? custody. yeah. Right. So now that Adam, the dad, is dead. Oh. Mum Chloe, uh, Who is famous mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't have custody over the kid. Wow. So Nikki comes to stay at the house. Okay. And then, so, but, but while this is happening, so there's all these interpersonal things going on. Yeah. But yep. also, there's been a done murder. Yeah. Can I just say... Um, and maybe this is just because I've never been murdered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would prefer in that situation to be the one who got murdered than the one who has to be in that house. So awkward. Oh. Oh. Imagine. You're like, oh, sorry about your husband. 
Oh, wait. I mean, my <laughs> husband. Am I sorry? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I did it. <laughs> so the police are definitely looking inward towards the family. Uh-huh. And yeah. the prime suspect is the, the son, Ethan. Oh, shit. So they, they're looking at him, but they might be looking at a few other suspects. Yeah. But it's definitely awkward. <laughs> if I, I, I can, can I just say, if I was the detective who got assigned that case, I'm calling in sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, wow, wow. I literally just shot myself in the foot. <laughs> I can't come into work. I lit my house on fire. <laughs> I'd prefer to be dealing with that than this. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I feel like this is, it's amazing. Cause I feel like this is the kind of thing that you love. I love read. it. And Miranda Priestley, she's like such a high profile character yeah. in this universe. Yeah. And she's doing a lot of um, feminist work. I won't go into it, but you can read about it if you pick up the book. Uh-huh. So she's like quite hated by the community purely because she's a successful woman right, that's interested yeah. in like stamping out sexism. Right. Right. <laughs> so she's gotten like gamergated. Yeah. They just, they hate her. Brutal. Um, the cops hate her. Like she's known to everybody. Oh no! And also, she's that um, that steely Meryl Streep character that, to the world, she seems kind of like fierce and cold, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But everyone's like, nearly everyone has a warmth on the inside, and that might just be private. Yeah. But then when these yeah. things happen, like these huge uh, life events happen, and uh-huh. it's like the whole world is watching. Yeah. They're all just watching how a woman reacts, right? Yeah, fully. I love that even you, who are, like, so open about people, you're like, nearly everyone is warm inside. <laughs> I think some the rare few people might not be. Yeah, like yeah. me. <laughs> wow, that's great. So, did the murder start? Or is it just the one murder? <laughs> uh, let's just say there's one main murder. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you're like, it's about quality, not quantity, <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I give it four out of five stars. Wow, I can't believe you went with stars. I know. I just went back there. To the, <laughs> to the beginning. <laughs> um, the better sister, Alifair Burke. Go get it. Yeah. Get amongst it. Boom. So, a couple episodes ago, maybe even the last episode, I said some things about Kathy Rikes. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a retraction. This is a re-going off. <laughs> I really thought I'd have like a good snappy thing to say. What about like a re... Re Re-attaction! (laughs) Re-attaction! Yes! (laughs) Alright, that still wasn't great, but we'll go with it. So, I was talking about Kathy Ryks. She did the series that Bones is based on. Yep. So it's Temperance Brennan. So first of all, I have a few things to say. My main thing is that Kathy Rikes herself seems like a great person. Look, I just have to cut in. For anyone that didn't hear that a few episodes ago, Eddie went on a rant about how... (laughs) (laughs) About how Kathy Rikes... I don't know if it was her personally or her like publishing agency. They kind of put her toe-to-toe with Patricia Cornwell saying, hey, Kathy Rikes is the better Patricia Cornwell. And so we said, look, we don't have to want to make those comparisons, but seeing as you're already doing it, then we must. Yeah, and you're lost. You're lost. <laughs> and and I was saying... forever. Oh! <laughs> Ayo! Hold on, what, can I do an air horn sound? Oh, 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 oh. No, I really can't. It's more like, it's more like an angry seal. Yeah. Please leave that in. I, I really, I really want the world to hear that. <laughs> I tried something new and it didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, so... Yeah, Kathy Rikes herself seems like a great person. So she was actually... So she's a forensic anthropologist like Temperance Brennan. 
And she was involved in the identification and recovery process of the um, Twin Towers Whoa. Uh, disaster. That's yeah. major. Yeah. So, and, and she was also like involved in lots of other things like um, genocides, massacres, that sort of stuff. The recovery and identification process. Um, maybe she is the better Patricia Cormac. Ah, well, here's my thing, right? Uh, she's the better Temperance Brennan. Mm. So Temperance Brennan is a bitch. Really? <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing. First of all, I really want to say that I feel like Kay Scarpetta, Kinsey Malone and Temperance Brennan all have deals with Coca-Cola. Like they're always like, I've got a Diet Coke. Mm, satisfying. Could you know, it be like, something about the 80s? Yeah, because I, I feel like is, yeah. in the 80s, everyone drank Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's that, but it's it's really <laughs> distracting. Like, I'm like, what? But that? yeah, yeah, totally. Because like with um Kinsey Malone, yeah. McDonald's, she's always eating Maccas. Right? Yeah. And then being like, ah, other women are fat, but I run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a bitch. But she eats Maccas like every... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah so, so I would say that Temperance Brennan, really similar kind of bitchy person like mean to other women mean to other women really mean about other women so i just read um grave secrets so there's this like moment where she's interviewing a witness to which i say temperance you're a forensic anthropologist anyway one of the young people that she's like trying to interview is this young girl who is described as like bigger and she's like she's wearing a peasant skirt around the hips not a flattering look at her size. Oh. And I'm like, wow, Temperance, you're like investigating a murder, but you're taking time out of your day to like fat shame a 17 year old in your mind. What is a peasant skirt? I think it's like those like mm, floofy kind of deals that you get at like hippie shops. Um, Rude, do you think that people do this, like women in particular, to like seem powerful? I don't like, know. Like, why do they do it? Yeah, I kind of think so. But yeah, so there's like so many moments like this. Like, so many. I find that very off putting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, uh, I'm like, Kathy Reichs seems like a great person. I think she's the better sister. <laughs> to Temperance Brennan. Like, I think Temperance Brennan is a bit of an asshole. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just so much. She's always like, oh, that woman's like dowdy. Oh, like that woman's a slutty hoe because look at her fingernails. I'm like, wow. And it's so much of it. Just so much. And I'm like, wow, you're literally trying to solve like a series of murders and so much of it. I mean, every now and then she like is like great, but I'm just like, whoa, temperance. I'm a little bit addicted, I won't lie. Um, but yeah, no, they're not well written. I, I don't I don't Ooh. think she is better than Patricia Cornwell. Maybe she gets better, because like there are so many of yeah, them. Yeah, no, she's mad famous. Um, and she does the info dump so intensely, like even more than Kay Scarpetta. Like, because you know sometimes you're reading a Patricia Cornwell book and Kay Scarpetta's like, let me tell you how I do an autopsy. And you're like, why would I care? Yeah, yeah. You're like, just tell me about the mystery. I really don't care about the intricacies of this. Um, I feel like this one even like doubles down further. It's like, let me tell you about how like genetics works. And I'm like, I really don't care. I get it though, because if that's your field and you're like, yeah. oh, I can bring these two things together, yeah. then you probably do it. Yeah, but it needs a loving edit. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kathy Rice, get in touch. Eddie can do that loving edit through frankandcoreaders.com. Hey. Uh, it's a beta reading service where we test drive your manuscript, let you know how it's running. Yeah, tell you if maybe you mentioned Diet Coke a little bit too much <laughs> or if your main character is coming off as a caddy, early Taylor Swift boot. <laughs> yeah, we can let you know if uh, the story's climax too quickly, if oh. it doesn't quite get there. Uh, and we can give you some really good feedback that, you know, contributes to your writing on the road to success. Yeah, boom. 
FrancoReaders.com <laughs> That was way better. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, still can't do it. I'm really sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right. So, crime versus murder. Yes. Let me tell you about what I mean here. So, I love the genre crime. But I feel like sometimes that just is the genre murdering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's really hard to find a crime novel that's not just about brutal murder, horrible things. Like, I would love, uh, a, you know, trying to solve a heist. Yeah, because I'm thinking about, like, crime shows that I've watched. Like, I like NCIS. Yeah. Well, I used to watch it years ago, but every episode there was, like, a new murder. Yeah, But I feel yeah. like I would be just as interested in if something else happened. Yeah, yeah, like someone hacked into something. Someone stole something. Like, where's the Ark of the Covenant? We don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. And I feel like, first of all, I just want more intrigue in my life. Because <laughs> let's be honest, I'm boring. You should go to a mystery room. But yeah, so you like the mystery. It's not just, it's not the death that lures yeah. you in. Yeah. And I think that obviously, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm as much of a disgusting monster as the rest of everyone. Like, I'm morbidly fascinated by depiction of murder in, in, in TV, in, in, in novels. Like, I think it's, I think it's something that definitely Western culture is like obsessed with and steeped with. But I would, I would, you know, for me, I love to like guess. I love, I'm like interested in that. And I think that like, you know, I love a good heist. I love a good uh, mystery that doesn't have to be about murdering. You know, I won't lie. I'm like, don't tell me more about the murders. <laughs> so you're addicted to the murders. I'm addicted to murder. Yeah. But I do think that it's it's a it's a um, problem coming from two directions. Like I think it's to do with audience audience taste, but I also think it's to do with what's available. Mm. Like, I think a lot of people would be interested in the same amount of high drama, high intrigue in another sphere. Yeah, like imagine if it was a PI sort of a situation and a lot of what they had to do was kind of intrigue to do with like who was being bribed by who and that kind of stuff. Like, I would find that interesting. Maybe that's why uh, those two Grafton novels did so well because there were sometimes murders. Yeah. A lot of the times it was her hunting down some kind of mystery that was happening yeah and it was gritty and it was real but there wasn't so much murder no definitely i mean she often ended up like by the end of the novel she's like in a bin with a gun waiting for the murderer to come find her but i think ultimately the main source of interest was like yeah like an explosion happens in a house it doesn't kill anyone but that is the mystery i always remember this one sue grafton story i can't remember what novel it was in but uh there was this woman or this, I can't remember who it was but someone came to her like an older person and said um my partner's uh, you know I got my partner's ashes turned into a ring uh-huh. do you remember the story no at a at a particular place but I just have a really strong feeling that they're not my partner's ashes in this <gasps> ring and they just asked Kinsey Malone to investigate and she had to go in and investigate I don't know can't remember how she did it but she did figure out that um they were just chucking lots of bodies in together and then just like shoveling out the ashes wow and that just popped into my head because that's Amazing. not a murder per se story, yeah. but it's like interesting. Yeah, no, fully. And, and then, bit gruesome. Yeah, it, it's quite gruesome.
gruesome. It's quite gruesome. I thought you were going to be like, their partner faked their death and it wasn't their ashes. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, because returning to that explosion that doesn't kill anyone, I think I remember that being a, a Kinsey Malone one where her... Oh, very unprofessional. I'd like to apologize. I remember there being a Kinsey Malone storyline where there's an explosion and it uh, ex- it ruins her like black dress. You know the black dress that she's always talking about, like, oh, I look so good in this black dress. It doesn't wrinkle. It looks so great. And then you're kind of, it's kind of revealed. This woman's like, because like Kinsey's like, oh, where am I going to get another black dress like that? And this other woman's like, Kinsey, that dress looked bad. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. It had a story arc. <laughs> <laughs> right? I really love that the dress was like, that Kinsey's like view of it is like, She's like, yeah, this dress looks great. And then this other woman's like, Kinsey, it's awful. It's the worst dress I've ever seen. All right, friends, we are out of time. Boom. We are way over time. Oh, damn. But we'll be back. Never fear. We'll be bringing out with more crime, mystery, intrigue. We'll see you yeah. then. Bye.